All right, we're starting hour number two of Blaine and Mickey, and there's a lot to get to. So let's just get to it. We got an email. This is one of those emails in the business. You're like, whoa, wait a second. What? What? There's a lot of stuff to get to. So we started the show today, and there were reports, and I, I don't remember who had it first. Um, Justin Mello, Terry McCormick, lots of people have been tweeting lots of things that happened. Um, Corey Levin had been signed off waivers from the Jets. Well, we knew Titans needed some help at center, Blaine. That's something we've talked about just because of injuries and COVID. So, okay, they got to find somebody. Corey Levin was a six-round draft pick here in 2017, um, has bounced around some since he was let go. But he'll come back, plug him right in. He knows the system. Um, he played 16 games for the Titans in 2017 and 2018. And there was a report out of San Francisco from one of the 49ers beat writers. They had waived Michael Pruitt, and the Titans picked him back up. So it's two familiar faces that have come back. Well, here's the thing. Yesterday at 3 o'clock, they narrowed the roster down to 53 people. So if you go, okay, we're going to bring in a new center. We're going to bring in a tight end. Well, guess what? You got to make two corresponding moves. Well, they have made those two corresponding moves. They have waived quarterback Matt Barkley. So not only is he not the number two, he is waived from the team. Better quit messing with Logan. Woodside. Logan looks, Twinkies after the nuclear holocaust, man. Wow. He survives everything, no matter what happens. Hey, but he shows something on that last game, man. That passion and resolve there. I was, I was impressed. I know it wasn't a regular season game, and we haven't seen one, but he's only doing his best when he's given the opportunity. So He's got to be riding high today. we got to change his nickname to Cockroach because nothing can kill that guy. <laughs> Can we call him Cockroach? I don't know, I don't know if we want to give him that name. I don't because know. Think that's, about that's also it. a negative connotation to that, too. I mean, come no, on. Now. Darkness. We've already had that guy. No, I mean, this, this dude, nothing well, can let's, kill let's him. Let's just say he's got nine lives here. Let's say, well, I, don't want, I don't want to give him Cockroach. Cockroach. I like Cockroach. Mm-mm. Wasn't that the friend on um, the Cosby show? Wasn't that? Theo's friend, and I know that's a whole other bucket of. I don't know. I, I know don't, that's another I, thing to open I, up here. I cannot recall. Was it Theo's friend Cockroach? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, I was. I, I was looking at Lucas. I don't want to know. Like he was I don't even don't a remember. thought in the world that's when that not, was on. That's not good at Bill any time. It was still America's. But know, what I do know is son. they have twelve players now on the practice squad. Yes. Yes, they do. So Cole Band went to the COVID list. There's another person on the COVID list to add to this outbreak. Uh-huh. By the way. The Titans are supposed to practice this week. We got an email today. They're not. They're not practicing this week. I thought it was just today and tomorrow. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty much this week. Then I think no, they we have got the, Friday, like the weekend off. Oh, do they? Okay. I think it was like y'all get away from each other because somebody every day is testing positive for COVID or going on the list. We don't know for sure, but oh. going. So Cole Bamford is on the list. Matt Barkley is waived. Hold on, Doug in Nashville. We'll get to you in just a second. These are the twelve players, and they got four more spots. So I think one of those. Because we were talking, we just saw this right as we came on, so we're processing things in real time here. <laughs> Brad Willis, our old friend, just texted me and said, "Yes, cockroach was the friend. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. No, check not, it out. I, did not, what did, that's, I, that's I don't recall. I could help you on that one. I, I wasn't did, even thought. Uh, of I definitely, <laughs> I definitely knew, but I wanted to get as far as whip I could get from cockroach. Lucas doesn't even know Saved by the Bell. I bet that was all after Lucas. He was on at points during my childhood, but okay, I'd be lying if I said I was really into it." Brad says, if you guys remember, Mike Seaver's friend on Growing, Growing Pains was named Boner. Oh, my. Cockroach and Boner. What a time to be alive. In All the right, 80s. Woodside, pick one. Okay. Uh, so I think he would pick Cockroach over Boner. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are wrong. <laughs> but they, we're, we're just going with survivability, not double entendre here for him. 
All right, the Titans have 12 people. Uh, they got four more spots. Uh, Body Calhoun, uh, defensive back, uh, safety Jamal Carter, fullback Tory Carter. The Carter, sub- the Carter administration continues here. Wow. Offensive lineman Christian Delaro, who played a crap ton of left tackle for this team in the preseason. Des Fitzpatrick, Miller Forrestal, the tight end out of Alabama. Offensive lineman Derwin Gray, the defensive lineman Woodrow Hamilton. I like that the guy. The fourth. He can run. Yes, it doesn't have his IV on here. <laughs> that dude can run. Ooh. That's like the big guy you're always talking about. Like, you think you're an athlete? Watch a defensive lineman run. That dude can run. Yeah. Uh, Jan Johnson, who was second string at one point on the official, unofficial depth chart. Naquan, don't call me Daquan Jones. Mason Kinsey, who's everybody's favorite Titan. And Jordan, don't call me Michael Ruse, offensive lineman. Yeah. And so, you know, now you said that uh, Barkley has been released. He could be a candidate. They still have four spots left. Is he, you know, put him on the practice squad. Got to have three quarterbacks. If it's not him, it's going to be somebody. Yep. It, that, that one spot is going to be on the practice squad that, uh, are, you know, it's going to be a quarterback. Got to have it with, with this COVID situation, which is unpredictable. Uh, when you're going to test positive, uh, got to have that emergency. Hope it's him. At least he knows the system. Yeah, he does, um, and, and can play well in the system, as as we saw. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he'd only been here two weeks. So let him let him season or soak a little while, as Coach Matthews and Coach Max say. Let him soak, uh, mm-hmm. Doug. I wonder if wait, wait before we go to Doug though. Yeah. I wanted the Titans, as you mentioned yesterday or a couple of days ago, that Logan Woodside, if he was out there that my man Arthur Smith would pick him up. Even though he's picked up some quarterbacks, he still had the possibility, that the threat that he could, because he knows the system. He did. So and maybe they went that route with Barkley instead, thinking that, you know, we want to keep our own in-house. It's about even straw. Woodside may have won the battle at the end, barely. Uh, let's go this route. Mm-hmm. Cockroach. Can't kill him. <laughs> Doug in Nashville has been soaking that. on the Mark Spain real estate hotlines better than Boner. Doug, welcome in with <laughs> Blaine and Mickey. The segue of what Blaine said, if it's not going to be Barkley, it's going to be somebody. Yeah. You know, I'll be the guy that says that we all know that Cam Newton was released yesterday. And my question is, you know, everybody, you know, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a backup? You know, who knows? But how much stock does Coach Brable put in to call in the old ball coach and say, hey, how is Cam? How does he fit? Do you really trust your old ball coach for information based on somebody that you may put in your system as a backup? When you know this old ball coach has some tricks up his sleeve, he may tell you he's the best thing since sliced bread, or he may tell you the truth. Does Brable make that call to try to help make a decision on filling that position that's available now at the Titans? Doug Efres checking in there. So you're saying that you – well, first of all, you're evaluating. You can go watch the film right. So on that part of it uh, to see as football. Now, how does he fit into the coach and everything else? Everybody has said all, all really nice things about, about Cam. I, I really believe, uh, you know, I, as I said before, with no proof of that, that it was more COVID-related and that that's what happened and derailed their season last year was when he got COVID. He's not uh, vaccinated and that if you're going to have your starting quarterback always in a position where, you know, with no vaccination that he could get, uh, you know, COVID pretty quickly uh, that, you know, wanted to cut ties and move on. Uh, so I, I don't know if the Titans would be interested. I don't know if he would fit into their scheme. It's more of a drop back. You want your quarterback to be mobile, but not a running quarterback. Uh, so I, I don't think 
I, I'm not a. I don't think Cam would fit as far as his style of play uh, here. But you know, if Tannehill then got injured, knock on wood. Right now, I would look at it totally different from the Cam Newton uh, perspective. But as of right now, no, I wouldn't go that route if it was me. It's interesting, Blaine. It plays out much more publicly for quarterbacks than it does maybe for guys at other positions. But quarterbacks in the NFL who are starters, if they play long enough, you always have the freak like Tom Brady, and he's just a, the, never not the starter. Well, he's once, not the norm. Yeah. Once he becomes a starter. But for a lot of guys, like Joe Flacco, that guy won the Super Bowl. Most people don't even know what team he's on now. That dude's still in the league, but he's a backup. Eagles. Hey, thank you, Lucas. He's on the Eagles, Eagles today. So he's been switching teams. But at one point, you know, the quote was, is Joe Flacco elite? Well, he won a Super Bowl, but he kind of played his way out of favor. Then they found Lamar Jackson. He's just a guy. And that's, at some point, it just seems like the league flips the switch and you go from, that guy's a starter. He's just looking for his next job. And the switch flips and that guy's a backup. Right. And, and, and that's another question. How will he handle being the backup? Yeah. You know, he has a huge following, you know, naturally being where he was picked and, how well he's done in this league. But over the last couple of years, uh, the league really has kind of shown that the light has turned off, as you're mentioning, and you're a backup because there were not a lot of teams out there offering him last year or two years ago. And then last year, you know, the Patriots, uh, you know, picked him up. So his injury history and then him not being, let's say, as efficient and accurate a passer on the intermediate routes. He, I think he's getting better, but he's still not there yet. Uh, so we definitely, you know, he has a big arm, so he can throw deep. Uh, so I think those are the qualities I think I'm always looking for in my quarterback, uh, especially at the backup role, is you must be a really high, high efficiency on throwing the football. So, yeah, can he run? Yes. Could he be great at that for a game or two or three if he had to start? Oh, man, he'd be great. But I don't know if he's embraced that that's his role going to be now as the change of pace backup guy. I don't know if I don't really. I, I think Cam believes he can still start in this league uh, and go right in. Now it's kind of late and everybody has their starters, so I don't think he can go on any team and start unless there's an injury to a starter. Yeah, and in that case, like you said, all bets are off. So yes. You look for somebody with starting experience. Yeah. Guy who comes in with big ego, like yeah, man, give me the dang ball, show me the way to the field, and and he could be that guy for a team at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the quarterbacks and how things go with quarterbacks. That's its own set of storylines in the NFL. They have their own rules. They have their own rules. They have their own. It's like there's the league and then there's quarterbacks. All right, Lucas is barking at us. He's telling us we got to go because Jordan Dejani is set to join us next. Look, uh, we got we got people calling in on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. We got Jordan Dejani next. But in the last segment, we'll take as many calls as we can. Yeah, but we're going to take their calls before, he, before we call them. Oh, oh. Yeah, when we, when we come back. So Honky Bo, that's one of the people, and Josh <laughs> – Hokey. Hokey Sorry, not honky. Thank you. <laughs> honky. And, and we'll go to break on that. We'll be right back. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hey, man, thanks for everybody checking in today. Anytime we're just yapping, you just call and yap with us. Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. That rascal's open 24-7. Yeah, yeah, you, you've been yapping. Would you would you say would you say before we went to break, uh, honky bow? It's hokey bow, and he joins us now on line one of the Buffalo Real Estate Hotline. Hey, hokey bow. Yeah, correct, guys. I'm married and I'm a dad. You want to call me anything you want. 
<laughs> right. That's <laughs> what happens, right? I know. Yeah. I know, right? But I know a few things about Farley. Um, in high school, he was a freak athlete. And was he 6'1 or something like that, 6'2? Yes. Yep. And I can't speak for other schools, but Tex takes flyers on, on kids that could be DBs. He had awesome speed, good size. So they took a flyer on him. And I mean, he's immensely talented. COVID just messed everything up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that and, you know, back back injury. A couple of back surgeries, yeah. Yeah. And as well as uh, the history, uh, you know, towards ACL when he first got to Virginia Tech. So, yeah. He's been through a lot, that guy. Um, yeah, that's why I was curious, like, has he changed what he's wearing? Because once you start having, like, one injury and then you have another, it's really because sometimes guys focus. I learned this watching guys rehab on torn ACLs when I first got in the league, and I was like, man, well, why are you doing all this work on the other leg? Well, because – they don't want me to compensate using my other leg or something on the other side of my body because that's what your your body does naturally, and you end up not knowing it. So you're trying to keep your body balanced. So, you know, a lot of guys kind of end up emphasizing the injury and then forget about the other side of right. your body, uh, which is taking the brunt of, you know, you uh, running. Your so, body is a wonderland. So then you're trying Mayer to balance said. it all out, yeah. Josh in Nashville up next. He doesn't want Cam Newton, wants to put that out there. Is that right, Josh? That's for the record. Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't know what, what people are screaming, Cam Newton. I mean, yeah, I'm not you want somebody that throws more interceptions than touchdowns, you know, we can go back to the Marcus thing, take a step back, and nobody wants to do that. But hell, if you want to go that route, Tebow's numbers, last numbers were better as a starter than Cam Newton's. Cam Newton had 10 interceptions, six touchdowns last year. I don't know what he had rushing, but. 12. You know, that's. My opinion, it's just it'd be a step back. Yeah, Josh, and, I, and a lot of people have kind of said that about Cam. Just at this point in his career, not you, you can't forget this guy was the league MVP, had their team on the verge of winning the, the championship. But where is he now? And he was more touchdowns and interceptions passing last year. I do think he ran for like twelve touchdowns. Yeah, they were running the football. That's what I said. That I like him as a change of pace guy. Now, here's what I am surprised about: Belichick is a really bright coach, as we all know, the best in the business. That that change of pace, it, why couldn't he have kept Cam for that? Like, yeah. did Cam say, well, if I'm not going to be the starter, then, you know, let me go? I mean, then they had to guarantee his $3.6 million that he's going to earn. It was guaranteed to him uh, without even being on the roster uh, week one. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting because – that's why, you know, it, it led me to thinking it was because of, uh, you know, he's not vaccinating. And if you're not available, then you had the hiccup when, when you're supposed to go get tested. Then last year, their season went downhill after he, he caught COVID. And then when he came back, he wasn't the same player. You know, some guys, it affects differently, uh, regardless of what kind of shape you're in. He was just weak and he was just a little off kilter a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a big Cam guy. I think he needs to evolve and change his game and become a pocket passer and be able to run. Kind of his game should model Tannehill right now. Yep, that's how his game should be modeled. I can run the ball if I need to, right. but I am a pocket passer. And he, he hasn't embraced that yet. We embrace Jordan Dejani every Wednesday on the show. He joins us now, CBS Sports. Um, what What is going to happen with Cam Jordan? Because we were talking about this early. At some point... And I use Joe Flacco as an example, but there are others. At some point, and maybe is at that point, where Cam is just now a backup and he would only be a starter if, like, because Blaine said, hey, man, middle of the season, he's not anywhere. 
you bring that guy in. If your quarterback's going to miss six, seven, eight, ten games the rest of the season, maybe he's the right guy to come in and do that. But who is Cameron Newton now in the NFL? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. on. And, yeah, man, Cam Newton getting released was obviously a huge shock to everyone, including me. And, unfortunately, I don't know what else to point to other than the COVID-related issues. I mean, the Patriots and Cam had a miscommunication the other week that cost him five days of practice time and opened up the door for Mac Jones. Cam's unvaccinated. So if anything goes awry with the virus during the regular season, you are subject to being forced to spend more time away from the team. The best ability is availability. But on the, so, I mean, I think it's part of it, but at the same time, you can give credence to another narrative. I mean, there's a possibility that Cam Newton was approached by Bill Belichick and saying, Hey, I think we're going to roll with this rookie Mac Jones. Uh, we're we're going to give you the opportunity to be the backup or we can release you and allow you to search for greener pastures. That could be something that helped as well. Now, in terms of Cam Newton's optics moving forward, I feel like he's the kind of guy that obviously wants to be the man under center, the number one quarterback, and there's not a lot of opportunities for that right now. The only one I could potentially point to would be the Houston Texans and us being this close to the regular season. I don't think that's going to happen. So three things in my mind could happen. One, I think he could sign on with a team that has a legitimate solidified role in terms of him being like a goal line quarterback or kind of being a package guy. Someone could give him a pitch to get him excited about the role they have for him in the offense, although he wouldn't be the number one quarterback. Number two, I think he could wait for a starting quarterback to be injured. Unfortunately, we see that every year. And then, of course, um, Cam Newton would be at the top of the list when it comes to replacement starters. And number three, I think there's a possibility he could retire, you know, taking it upon himself to end his career um, as he wants to instead of adopting a number two role with the team and ending his career somewhat unceremoniously. Mm, very ceremoniously is how Jordan Dejani joins us right now on Blaine and Mickey. <laughs> well, Jordan, uh, you know, a lot of our fans have called in or, you know, tweeted us or messaged us through uh, social media. And it seems like there's some interest there from Titans fans. Do you think he would fit as a backup uh, with the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> that sure would be interesting. I know that would definitely bring up headlines around the NFL. People would be excited for that. But, no, unfortunately, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, Logan Woodside, I know you guys, what did you reference him as the cockroach or something? <laughs> the no, Mick, Mickey did that. <laughs> Mickey did that. You're right. Yeah, all right. Blaine, yeah, he, Blaine didn't. It's Mickey. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad That's a compliment. I don't have That's a compliment. You can't kill him. <laughs> No, but, I mean, Woodside, yeah, as it came through the wire this afternoon, he's won the backup quarterback job. He was the front runner in my mind. He had some experience in the system. That's the biggest reason why. He had some success in the preseason as well, so I like the move. But in terms of Cam Newton, so the Titans don't necessarily need a backup quarterback. It sounds like Matt Barkley, I think Adam Schefter reported this, it sounds like Matt Barkley, they're hoping the Titans can resign into their practice squad. Mm. So it, it figures that they're set at the quarterback position. Now, Cam Newton would be an interesting name. I mean, he'd be a guy, if a team struggles offensively in the red zone, I'd be interested in trying to see if I could formulate somewhat of a package where I could find success with what he is and the kind of player he is now. But, man, Ryan Tannehill's been very efficient in the red zone. So the Titans are not a team, in my mind, uh, that would be eyeing Cam Newton. Well, what teams do you think are a team? Because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the odds, and a lot of the odds makers are saying the Cowboys would be a good fit. I mean, where do you see a possibility that Cam, if he decides to play, even if it's in a backup role, where would he fit in, do you think? Yeah, the Cowboys were a very interesting team, but they, they – you know, they claimed Will Greer, uh, right. of course, the former Florida quarterback, 
So I, I will agree it's not the kind of player Cam Newton is, obviously, but it sounds like they have their practice squad quarterback. It sounds like he might have a comp- he might have a chance to compete with Cooper Rush as, as the backup. So they're kind of out of the running for me. Um, I was interested in maybe the Washington football team, but Ron Rivera quickly put that to bed. Mm-hmm. So maybe two teams that kind of stick out to me is how about the Jacksonville Jaguars? How about Urban Meyer, the head coach, of course, that recruited him in Florida? Maybe he could reunite <laughs> with him there, have him as a backup. I don't know if that'd be a smart move, but I don't think we can rule it out. Uh, another team, maybe the Miami Dolphins, maybe. Uh, obviously, they say that two is their starter. They got a good backup in Jacoby Brissett, but it sounds like from some of the articles I've seen, the Miami Dolphins could be a potential landing spot. I wouldn't be putting any kind of money on this, but it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out. Well, I'm glad we're on with Jordan Dejani, CBS uh, Sports uh, NFL writer. Uh, you mentioned Urban Meyer. I, you know, I know he's getting a lot of criticism today. I, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of siding with him. He gave the honest truth, in my opinion, about admitting that you know vaccination is is part of the evaluation process. Let alone salary size, how much you bring to the table, uh, you know, all those things. But it is in there. Uh, what were your thoughts when he said that? I know they're trying to backtrack it now. Uh, you know, just to make sure, <laughs> you know, he doesn't get fined again. Right, Blaine. Man, let me tell you, I was pretty rattled. I was eating dinner last night when Adam Schefter tweeted out that Urban Meyer uh, admitted that vaccine, vaccine status or vaccination status was a thing that they talked about when it came to cut down day. I was so rattled because I'm thinking, I, I swear the NFLPA and the NFL said something earlier this offseason that they would go after teams if they were to cut players based on their vaccine status. And sure enough, (laughs) Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk came out and said, you know, we reached out to the NFL, I think it was the NFLPA, and indeed they are going to open somewhat of an investigation into this. It just blew my mind because he should have known this. Let's not beat around the bush, guys. All 32 NFL teams, their front offices, their head coach, talked about vaccination status when it came to cut down days. There's no doubt about it. But you don't go out there and you admit it, opening yourself up to some kind of lawsuit. You should have known this. So this is just another misstep in my mind and what's been kind of an up-and-down preseason for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. We're on with uh, Jordan Desani with CBS Sports NFL writer. Okay, I had had written it down to ask this way. This is the way I wrote this question down. Is Urban Meyer a fit in pro football? (laughs) Seriously, that's the way I wrote well, it. I'll show. I don't know. Is well, Urban, I mean, he's a quick learner. He's a quick learner, right, Jordan? Oh, he's, he doesn't seem to be. Like they, they're in, under investigation for practice. <laughs> and you hired the racist strength coach. You had the Tim Tebow sham farce, the the fam or shars or whatever you want to call it. If you combine, well, you words. should name him cockroach dad. Well, I mean, I don't know if he'll survive like Logan Woodside. Their he's PR alive. team is running in circles yeah. over the last. few Oh months. my gosh! If you're the like the the PR guy for the Jags. You would like to just go down your secret head in the door and go, could you give me one day where you don't start a fire that I have to put out? I wouldn't even be able to sleep. Oh, no, that guy yeah, can't sleep. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's been pretty wild. I mean, to answer your question, no, I, I don't think he is a fit for pro football. There's a lot of differences when it comes to coaching in the co- collegiate ranks and then professional football. There's so many differences. And, yeah, like Blaine said, you have to be a quick learner. I'm sure Urban Meyer is a quick learner, but the question we have to ask ourselves is, 
you know, does he kind of want to, you know, he's had so much success. And once you have so much success at a certain level, you know, you become kind of entrenched in what you believe in the kind of person you are and how you want want to run an organization, even if that organization is kind of is, is based in a different league, if you will. So I don't want to overreact to anything in the preseason, whether that's off field stuff, whether that's on field stuff, I'm waiting for the regular season. But you, I don't think you can help but lean towards saying, no, I don't think Urban Meyer is a fit in pro football after what we've seen this preseason. I, I'm sure the front office and the general manager and the president kind of have to sit down and be like, all right, man, we've had our missteps. We need to learn from this. We need to move on. We need to be better because we believe you can be the savior of the franchise. But for the fans and the journalists, yeah, things are not going so well in Jacksonville as we gear up for the regular season. Well, he's great for journalists because he keeps giving us stuff to talk about. Uh, Jordan Dejani <laughs> on with us. This whole Des Fitzpatrick thing, where do you fall on this? Like, credit to the Titans for admitting they made a mistake. Or, or do you lean like others have of, like, how could you make a mistake that bad and trade up to make it? Yeah, so it's interesting. I feel like if I was a member of the Titans organization, like a front office guy, and you were talking to me and asked me the same question you just did, I might say, I'm not admitting I made a mistake. Now, we did waive him, but he went unclaimed on waivers because the wide receiver position is so deep. We're going to sign him to our practice squad, and we're going to give him a chance to develop. No, the preseason didn't go as we planned. We wanted him to be an immediate impact guy, um, but he's going to have the opportunity to make an impact in the future. Now, that's what I would say if I was a member of the Titans front office. In my opinion, um, yeah, I, I was pretty critical of this draft choice, and I hate saying that because I don't like being critical of some of these young guys who are seeing their dreams realized, but that, that kind of comes with the territory of the job. We saw him struggle in the preseason. I was a little surprised that he was indeed waived, but I kind of went back to the drawing board and looked at some of the wide receivers who were waived, just guys who are first-year, second-year, third-year receivers, and I thought, okay, maybe there's a chance that he goes through unclaimed, and sure enough, he did. So. You know, he's going to have a chance to learn and grow on that practice squad. The team obviously sees some kind of potential in him. I think the fans saw some potential in him through the last two po- or preseason games. But at the same time, you know, the drops um, and the mistakes have kind of overshadowed his, his uh, start to his young career so far. So this will be a situation we watch moving forward. Um, but I'm sure everybody's hoping that he, in the, in the near future, can become that impact guy. Our guy Jordan Dejani uh, from CBS Sports joining us to talk NFL and Titans here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Jordan, I don't know if you, uh, you know, I know you're covering all the league, but uh, give us some names of some players that were released that were, uh, I guess, maybe a little more surprising than anything else. They could be a draft pick. It could be a veteran player that still has something left in the tank, just trying to see who's out there to, you know, maybe the Titans could have some interest in uh, at that position. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. So I didn't see a lot of shocking names that made me fall out of my seat yesterday, but I mentioned the wide receiver position. There's a lot of guys that, you know, I thought have a lot of potential. I mean, there's a guy in Washington named Antonio Gandy-Golden. He played his college ball at Liberty. He was identified as one of the steals in the draft a couple of years ago. Due to the surplus of talent Washington has at wide receiver, he found himself on the outside looking in. Um, Aquanimia St. Brown, a Notre Dame guy released from the Packers. He has a good frame, good size. He might have some potential. Uh, the brother of Calvin Ridley, Riley Ridley, was released from the Bears. I found that pretty surprising. Mm. The speedster, Smoke John Brown, asked for his release from the Raiders yesterday. That's another interesting veteran that someone may have an eye on. 
Um, some other guys, uh, Taco Charlton, he was weighed before cut day, but he's still a pass rusher. It was a former Ooh. first round pick that might have some potential veteran safety. Haha Clinton Dix. Wonder if the Titans are kind of looking at that situation. So yeah, there were some names that were a little bit surprising, but you know, due to surplus of talent at all these different positions, you know, you're going to get some guys who are deserving of roster spots, find themselves on the waiver wire after this tough day. Well, with uh, Jordan Dejani of uh, CBS Sports NFL writer. And I, before I've asked you, uh, you know, the top, you know, five teams in the AFC and NFC. But who do you have going to the Super Bowl and winning it all? What teams from the AFC and NFC? Who's going to be in the championship? Yeah, that's a great question. I guess, you know, for CBS Sports, we just put in our official predictions. I encourage everybody to go check that out. I got our whole CBS Sports NFL staff, our roster together, and I made everybody give me a Super Bowl bet and then a long shot Super Bowl bet, someone who's kind of worth some money. Now, the overwhelming favorite and also my choice uh, was indeed the Kansas City Chiefs. And they, in fact, are the team that has the easiest odds, or I guess the highest odds to, to win it all. Let me look. I think they're plus 500. Yep, plus 500. Um, so the other, the other team that a lot of people are high on is repeating is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course. Some people like the Buffalo Bills because they think they can take a step forward. Um, I got really interesting Green when Bay? I started asking. Say again? Green Bay, no interest? Yeah, Green Bay got one vote from our oh. own guy, John Breach. I, I like that one a lot because I think Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Mm-hmm. And if this, in fact, is his last dance, uh, I think he's going to win the NFC. In fact, if I had to make my Super Bowl prediction right now, I'm kind of leaning towards the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs with the Chiefs winning. Oh, I like it. We're Jordan Dijani, CBS Sports NFL writer. All right, I was going to hit you with this last. I know CBS did um, uh, over-unders, right, uh, over-under win totals. It seems like the Titans total to me, the last three years especially, has been easy. It's been low and, and and it's not that I'm this betting genius, but Titans over under this year, what's the number currently, and do you think they hit it? Yeah, so we did the same kind of article for CBSSports.com, over-unders, getting our whole NFL staff together. And I was, only, in fact, the only person who picked the Titans bet, and I'm taking over nine and a half. I think mm-hmm. that's an easy yeah. bet at this point in time. Even if they go 10-7, and seven, which I think they could be better, they would cash in on that bet. So, I, I mean, come on. This, this team won the AFC South for the first time since 08 last year. They appear poised to repeat in 2021, right? The Texans are, are kind of a nothing, especially with the Deshaun Watson situation. We already talked about Urban Meyer's misstate, missteps with the Jaguars. The Colts have Carson Wentz quarterbacking. He's a huge question mark. So the Titans, in my mind, are going to win this division and I think that this total of nine and a half is a little bit ridiculous. I think it should be a little higher. So I went over on the Titans. Well, don't let the word get out. Let Titans fans make a little money. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan, great stuff, man. We'll talk to you again same uh, time and same channel again next week. At Jordan to Johnny. People need to follow you there for all the latest on the uh, NFL. Thank you, man. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jordan and Johnny, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Mark in the borough has been holding. He wants to talk about Cam. Maybe you want to talk about him. Also, Logan Woodside is your backup quarterback. Matt Barkley has been waived by the Tennessee Titans. You want to sound off on that or anything else? Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. We have opening 
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Mark in the Borough was kind enough to hold. Uh, the can topic is interesting because you guys have strong feelings either way. I think that's what Mark wants to weigh in in on as well. Mark, thanks for calling the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. And Blaine and Mickey. Sure. I um, I think that the Cam Newton's going to end up a Viking. I think that um, Cousins is uh, outplaying his hand and that they're going to get sick of him. Rick Spielman's going to have been fed up, and he'll pull in uh, Cam Newton, and, and Cousins will be off to the side with the $141 million that he's already made. He'll do fine, but I don't see him changing his mind. Mark, interesting take. Uh, again, you want to join the discussion, 615-737-1045. Mark says he thinks Cam Newton winds up with the Vikings, and they move on from Kirk Cousins. Oh. Well, Kirk Cousins, I think contract is guaranteed. If I, I remember, remember he was one of the few people that had guaranteed contract. I don't know if that's still if he did an extension or or what. Uh, I know they're they're always not happy with Kirk Cousins because for whatever reason can't win the big game, can't you know win it in the playoffs when they get close, you know, at the end. So, but he's an efficient quarterback. Eh, ooh, that, that one there, boy, that would stir a lot of grumbling. If if Cam went to the Vikings. I think a lot of people will be calling for Cam to be the starter immediately, if, right? Yeah, as immediately, soon as Cam, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, has a, you know, so-so game. So I, I don't know if that that's really good or not. Zimmer, yeah, Ooh. that's an interesting one though. Kirk Cousins, oh man, he, but he yeah. If you look at his numbers statistically, you know, it looks good on paper. But when you watch the game, you go, man, he didn't make that one clutch throw. The guy had a step and he missed him. Yeah, and that's how you evaluate Kirk Cousins. Because when you look at his numbers, you, you think the numbers look pretty decent. His current dead cap hit this year. Right, because he got a guaranteed contract. What? $76 million. Yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, he's got him. He's got him. Next year, it's forty-five. He's going to be on the Vikings for two more years. Yeah. I mean, and you said that so casually, like, I think his money's guaranteed. Yeah, because I was always fascinated. How did he pull that off? <laughs> Kirk, I mean, like, he's a good quarterback, but he's not. A, and you Ooh. wouldn't put him in the category of great. I don't care what his numbers are. I mean, man, it's just, it's just kind of amazing. Uh, his agent has done a fantabulous job. I, uh, <laughs> you, he was, what, he was a fourth rounder there with RG3 with the, with the uh, Washington. Yes. Team, I'm sorry, yeah. Washington. Team. Yeah, Washington. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. At the time, they were the Redskins. Yes, they were. And so uh, now he's turned that into man. I don't know how much money he's made. You want to guess? If I, I, mm, I'm gonna go uh, two forty. No, one forty. One forty. Oh, that's what the caller call said. Okay. But here's the thing. Yes. These were his earnings. I thought that's what he made just with the Vikings. I would. Well, he's he's going to make a whole bunch more with the Vikings. First year with Washington, 862. Second year with Washington, he only made 480. So the first year, that would have been like his signing bonus. Right. Third year, he made 570. In his fourth year with Washington, he made 820, 824,000. He never made a million dollars in his first four years. In his, in his and then year. that fourth year, he was at, that was his last year of his contract. I think then he became a starter. Or he was a part-time starter at, at least halfway through the season. He went 19-9, 23-9, 26-9. 28 and this year or 20 in 2020 he made a cool 40 million yeah 
He's he's hitting them over the head. He's laughing all the way to the bank. And then and then this year, um, well, his base salary is twenty one million, but his his cap hit is thirty one. And what was his stats last year? Uh, and then next year, thirty five is his base salary, and forty five is his cap hit. Oh, man, Jeez. because I I remember when they came up with the I think it might have been PFF. It was some you know you know analysis statistically where Kirk Cousins was. I think he was in the top ten, and I was like, "He's not a, he's not to me a top ten quarterback." I, I watched him. I mean, he's a good quarterback, uh, but I don't, I don't put him in the elite category. He was uh, played all the games, played sixteen yep, games. Adorable. He was sixty-seven point six completion. Like you said, he's efficient. That's mm-hmm. pretty cold-blooded, right there. Uh, Forty-two hundred sixty-five passing yards. He was thirty-five touchdowns. And 13 interceptions. Yeah, not bad. And if you didn't see Kirk Cousins' name next to that, you go, I'll take that guy. Yeah. Right? And then they go, well, it's Kirk Cousins. And you're like, oh, there's a lot of problems with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I just think he's not clutch. Yeah. Really, that's that's really it. When they need their quarterback to come up big, it's kind of like, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl with the 49ers. That comes to my mind quickly with Garoppolo. If he makes the one one throw. one throw on the post, he missed some other, but that was critical because it was in the fourth quarter. Guy was open. I think it was Emmanuel Sanders. I can remember this like it was yesterday. Yeah. And he missed him on the post. The guy had him. He beat the guy by two steps. He's wide open. That is wide open in the National Football League, and he he overthrew him, and it would have changed the trajectory of that. They would they might have won that game. And then they don't draft Trey Lance, and then we're not having this discussion. You miss one throw in the Super Bowl and think about where that was. Just two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, his, you know, his his has been more about durability, staying on the field. Yeah. Uh, when he plays, he plays pretty solid. So he got in, the, in that one situation. Clutch time. Big time. Got to be clutch and crunch. They pay you that money, you must not miss. Yep. Um, we got to miss this last few minutes of this hour because we got to go and 3HL's got to come on next. Uh, Matt Barkley released today. Logan Woodside. We wondered who the backup was. Well, today we got our answer. Logan Woodside. Yeah, cockroach. He, yeah, he's, oh, man. He's chucking wood, man. <laughs> Woodside, man. We're not going to do that to you, man. <laughs> but have a happy Wednesday, everyone. And as always, peace.